Okay, guys. Okay, guys. Let's get settled back in. All right. This is it. This is the last run of the day. I know. It's really sad. And the sad thing is I have nothing new for you. I'm going over what everybody else already talked to you about. So it's hard for me to even say stay awake because you already heard all this. But please, stay awake. (laughs) Okay. Especially when I recap today, because I know half of you slept. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw with my own eyes that some of you were sleeping. Russell, surprisingly, did not sleep during my message. I was proud of him. I tell Russell every day not to sleep at church. He doesn't anymore, but it's just an on-running joke. He hasn't in a long time, but I just like telling him not to. Anyways, anyways... We've had a weekend full of messages, full of stuff for you guys to absorb. I know it was a lot, but it was all stuff that God really laid on my heart um, to tell you about. Um, Our leaders did an awesome job. All of their messages were great. Let's give them a clap. They did great. I know that I'm walking away um, convicted from every message. There was something that convicted me in every message and challenged me in every message, and I'm really excited to take that stuff and apply it to CYM and apply it to my everyday life. Um, okay, so we started out this thing talking about inReach um, yesterday, all about inReach. Um, I want you guys to really think about what inReach means to you. Nicole talked about different areas that they're going to focus on with the inReach team this year in CYM. Some of the jobs that she talked about were we need someone who's going to be here to be a host, who they come in. And as soon as they come up the stairs, they make sure everything's in order in this room. Everything's cleaned. Everything's straightened. Everything looks presentable. That um, everything is ready for the service. You're taking ownership of what, it lo- what we're presenting to our students. Um, someone who's a g- greeters, people who when students come in the door, they make a point. No new student ever goes without a friendly hello, a conversation, anything. Those people, you know, they're making sure that they're there talking to the new students. Um, People who, um, I can't remember what she called the other ones, but people who, um, after someone's been here for the first week, the second week they come back, they make a connection with them, they get their MySpace, they get their information, and they make contact with them outside of CYM and make a point to build a relationship with them and to make that connection to keep them here. Um, she's got other things planned like um, coming early to events and helping us set up events, tearing down events. Today you're going to get a chance to help tear down an event. None of you can leave until it's done. Um, uh, you all get an opportunity to um, be a part of that if that's what you want. Um, yesterday, we heard Cameron talk about community. Community is vital. If you can't understand community, you can't understand Jesus because that's what he was all about. Creating a community for people to be able to learn and grow and do ministry in. Um, where anyone who comes in, doesn't matter where you're from, what you look like, where your family's at, what race you are, nothing. It doesn't matter. You're here. We want you. Join us. Be a part of us. Don't care what you're interested in. You're still my friend because you're Jesus' friend, and that's enough. Um, community is vital. Every single one of us has to take responsibility for our community. Like Cameron said, um, it sounds like a group effort, but really it's all individual. It's all what you put into the community is what you're going to get out of the community. What you put into your relationship with God is what you're going to get out of the community. Um, so that's each of your responsibilities. Um, and then John, he talked about hard work. 
Um, there's not a better man to talk about hard work than John Graper. I don't think I've ever seen anyone work as hard as him. Um, look at his hands. It shows. He works hard. Um, CYM takes a lot of work every week. It looks like it doesn't because we have a good system <laughs> and we're trained well and we know how to get everything accomplished. But even still, it takes a lot of work and maybe the people who are doing the jobs now need to move on to other jobs. Or maybe the people who are doing these jobs now aren't going to be here in two or three years and need you guys to start filling the gaps and start taking some roles and start working in some areas, maybe doing grunt work, maybe hauling chairs. Maybe you're going to come three days before Hosapalooza, break your back, be so exhausted by the time Hosapalooza comes around that you can hardly stand and then you still compete anyways, and then you take another three days to clean up afterwards. <laughs> we, need to get to do, we need kids to do that. <laughs> um, we, we need you guys all the time, all the time. There's always work going on. If you want a job, come here. We're not going to pay you, but you're going to get a lot more out of it than what you would at a regular job. Um, I know, working in ministry, I've been part of CYM since I was 12. Um, I think Deb came in around the time I was like 13 or 14. Um, and around that time was when I really got serious about my relationship with God, about 15, 16. And since that time, I've been able to serve in CYM and I've been able to work here. And I've learned so much. I cannot even tell you the amazing things that I've been able to be a part of. Even just this, being able to do this. I, when, if I was 16 years old even thinking of being able to do this, I never would have imagined. I never would have placed myself here. Talking to you guys now, it's an amazing thing, but it starts small. When I first started coming, I was hauling chairs. And I, I, we were doing worship. We, were, we did a worship practice here and there and did worship. And it just built. And you just continue to build on what you can do. And God keeps giving you more the more faithfulness you show. The more you show your faithfulness in this ministry, the more we're going to give you, the more responsibilities you're going to have. Um, the more chances you're going to have to prove yourself. Um, so we're really excited about um, seeing what you guys can do in this ministry. What you see right now in this ministry has only been about five years long. Five years long coming. It's um, Deb and a bunch of 13 and 14 year old kids. <laughs> and this is what we are now. Um, you're 13, 14, 15. You already have this. Where can you take it next? Where can you go next? Um, you have a great foundation you're starting on. We didn't have that. We had a white room with drop ceilings and a weird chain link fence across the front of the room. And <laughs> we sat in a circle. And it, I'm not saying anything against those things because that's where church started for us. That's why we're here now. But where can you guys take us? Where can we go this year and then in the years to follow? You guys have so much potential. If I could even see, if I could look back at myself at your age and realize all the things that I could have accomplished for God, I would have been blown away. You are going to accomplish so much for God if you commit yourself to doing it, if you're faithful. This, you are never going to receive an opportunity like this in the world. No one's ever going to give you a chance. They're going to say you're young. We don't care. We don't want you. Here, we're going to say, good, you're young. That means you're not ruined. Let's use you. <laughs> okay? We want you. We want you. Um, we want to invest in your lives. We want you to invest in the lives of the students that are here. Um, all day today, Obviously, you know, we've been focusing on outreach. You guys are in contact with students every single day who don't know a thing about Jesus Christ. Or if they do, it's something that a church told them about, and it's all religion. It has nothing to do with Jesus. It's all about a tradition and practicing this tradition, and if you 
follow this religious tradition, then you're going to be okay. And um, it's our job to break that mold, to tell people that's not the truth. Um, this year, Gina's got things planned, like maybe starting a Bible study in your school. Um, planning outreaches like going into the malls or going into restaurants or going to places where your friends hang out um, and hanging out with them and telling them about Jesus Christ, getting on their level, being around them, not being afraid to get dirty, and tell them about Jesus. Um, you're going to have opportunities to uh, make new relationships with people. And I, my hope is that the, the relationships that you build outside of this room, you can bring them into this room. And when you bring your friendships that you build outside during outreach into here, then the inreach team can take over. Okay, see, it all works together. Okay, your teams, it, that's why it's reach. It's not inreach and outreach, it's reach. We're here to reach this generation. We're here to reach our world. And the thing is, we've said this over and over again, Deb, John, they're in their 40s. They're not around teenage kids except for when they're around you. Um... All your other leaders are in college. We're around college kids all day, which is really great because that's where we get to, um, that's where we get to talk to people about Jesus. That's where we get to practice what we're telling you to do. Um, but at the same time, we can't reach the kids in the junior highs because we're not around them every day. I can't reach someone in high school um, on an everyday level um, like the kids I can in college because I'm not in high school with them. Only you are. That's your job. That's where God's placed you for this time. And you know what? That season's going to come to an end. And you're going to have to account for what you've done in that season. We all have to. We all have to answer for the things that we've done, our actions. Um, and really, outreach, we want to give you the tools and the resources to do the best that you possibly can. We want to set you up for success. We don't want you to fail. We understand failure will happen. We understand you're not perfect. We fail. And as leaders, we probably will fail you this year. Um, not that we're trying to. We're going to try our best but we probably will in some area. But right now, we want to equip you the best that we possibly can, give you all the tools and resources that you need to be successful. So um, if we give you all the tools, if we give you all the resources, if we give you our prayer and our support and our love, the rest of it lies with you. That means as leaders, we can take our hands off it and say any failure is yours. Any success is yours. And leave it at that. We've done our job as leaders. We're handing the buck to you. It's your turn to shine. It's your turn to show us what you're made of. Show us what you can do. Um, I talked about communicating the gospel today, about um, using practical things, simple things. The gospel isn't complicated. It's not hard. It's very simple. And you can communicate that very easily if you just know the very few key things that you need to know to do it. And you can do it. A child can do it. An adult can do it. You can do it. I think you're best for it because you're not, your minds aren't clouded by the craziness that happens when you're an adult, yet you're still coming to a place where you understand things because you're not quite naive. You've started to see what sin really is, and you've started to see the damaging things that sin can do in people's lives. You're at a really good balance. You're at a really good place. And so are all your peers because they've not completely committed themselves in an area in their life where they just can't break free from sin because of like years of pattern of alcoholism or pornography or years and years and years of sin that are just really hard to break, um, they're, they're just starting to fall into sin. They're just starting to fall into those things that can either be um, drag them down for the rest of their life 
or you can share the message of Christ and pull them out of that, and they can be victorious in their lives. Um, And then Deb talked about boldness. Um, She talked about how you don't have to be weird. (laughs) You can be bold. You can know what you believe. You can stand for your beliefs. You can speak the name of Jesus Christ, and you don't have to scare people off. You don't have to make people go running because you're so weird. I've seen those weird Christians. They really do exist. I've seen them a lot. They are really freaky. Really freaky. Um, Sometimes as Christians, we almost like ignore that. We pretend like it doesn't exist. We need to make sure that we understand that it exists because people on the outside are looking in. People who aren't saved are looking in. And I'm not saying that we need to look like them or make ourselves attractive to them, but we don't want to like act like this is unattainable, this is supernatural, and you can't have it. We don't want to act like that. We want, to, we want people to understand the gospel is real, and it can change their lives right now. Um, anyways, we need your help. Like I said, we've given you the resources. We've given you the tools. Now it's your turn. Um, we can keep telling you for the next three reaches that we do, or however many more we do this year, because there are more on the calendar, we can keep telling you in the next reaches to come the exact same thing, but unless you do your job, none of it will matter. We can come in with new teaching, new leaders giving you new things to talk about, um, new tools, no, new tricks, new students coming in, but if you don't start doing your job, none of this matters. Um, I know that um, everything that was taught these last two days um, was what the Holy Spirit wanted taught. We prayed it for months. We prayed about it on Tuesday night, that the Holy Spirit would hear, be here, and everything that was said would be through the Spirit. I know everything that you heard was in obedience to what God wanted for this weekend. It's up to you guys. You have to follow through. That's why you're here. And I don't mean to, like, pull this down on you, because I know that you're here because you want to do it. It's not because you're here because any other reason, but you actually came because you wanted to, and you have the potential. You have the potential to do amazing things. I just... I look at myself when I was your age and just see what I've been able to do and just know, like, and you guys are starting even younger than I did. Like, there's so much more potential, and you already have good foundations, and I just see where you guys can go, and it's incredible. It's something that my mind can't even comprehend, and I want you guys to start dreaming, and I want you guys to start reaching for those things, maybe things you don't even, you can't even fathom that, that, that are really there. You can't even imagine doing things or seeing things happen, I want you guys to reach for those things. Don't reach for the things that are easy and are attainable. Um, We're going to be asking you guys here to commit. Um, We have forms here where you can write your name, and you can mark on here whether you're interested in doing inreach, outreach, or both. Um, We want you to commit. We want you to be part of one of these. We want you to team up with us. We want you to be a team member. Um, if you want to be part of both, go ahead and mark it on there. If there's a specific area that we talked about today, maybe part of inReach, that you're like, yes, I want to do that. I want to be a host, or I want to be a greeter. I, you really, really want to go out on the streets and really tell people about Jesus Christ. Write it on there. Write what your interest is. Write what really hit you today, what it is that you think that you'd be good at. And um, Gina and Nicole will accordingly get the, ones, the sheets that they need. Um, we took your information at the beginning with your phone numbers, your emails, and your MySpaces. Um, we're going to give your information that you gave us earlier to them along with your sheet so that they can contact you and so they can follow up and so that they can keep up with their job of giving you the resources and making sure they stay on top of things um, 
so that we've given you everything we possibly can so that you can succeed, okay? Um, we're going to pass these out to you guys. Um, just mark, write your name on there, write what you're interested in. Um, if you could care less, I don't know why you came, but <laughs> fill one of these out. If you're really not interested, that's fine. You can write that too. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you wasted 15 bucks in a weekend like this. I'm coming, but anyways, we really, really appreciate you guys coming here. It's, it really, truly is incredible to see, Cameron said it last night in his message, the fact that we started out with 10 kids who could have cared less about God, and we have 22 kids in here that came this weekend who want to see this ministry excel, who want to see people come to Christ. That's incredible. Um, and I thank each and every one of you for that. You, I mean, without you, there wouldn't have been reach, and, um, we need you guys to keep reach up because reach doesn't end tonight. Reach doesn't even end ever. Ever. Like reach, I mean, it's, it's a way of living. <laughs> Reaching people, loving people. So um, fill out your forms. After you're done with your forms, you can bring them up here and throw them on the stage. Um, I'm going to hit on one last thing. We talked about serving this ministry and making sure that um, you can be proud of what's here. Um, Mandy already cleaned the church this week, and then we made a mess of it. So it's our job to make the church clean again, to be presentable to everyone else who walks in here. Um, John talked about how our hard work is a representation of who we are. Um, we need to work hard because people are going to see our job of cleaning when they come in on Sunday morning, and if it's a bad job, they're going to say, those youth suck. So it's your job to make sure it's clean. No one can leave until the job's finished. I don't care if your parents wait outside for an hour and a half. No one's leaving until the job's finished. You can tell your parents that. Right. It's, I mean, it's not going to be a hard job. You just have to clean yourself up, make sure everything up here is cleaned up and straightened and ready for Sunday school and Sunday. This room's straightened up and everything's organized. But let's follow through. Yeah, I, yeah, Shelby, yeah, like Shelby said, the girls' room needs to be vacuumed. Um, the bathrooms, I know the girls' bathroom, there's like water all over the counter and everything else. I don't know how that happened, but. Yeah, so make sure you're getting those areas cleaned. I know that the kitchen, is there dishes to do still? There's still dishes to do. Ooh. Um, then I know that the tables need to be rearranged in the fellowship hall with chairs set back around them. Make sure all the tables are wiped off. If there's any food on the floor, get a vacuum and vacuum the floor up in there. Um, this room needs to be <laughs> this room needs to be set up for Sunday school in a circle like we normally do. Um, and let's see, Just don't leave until you know the job's finished. Yeah, Jean. Okay. Also, there's these flower vasey flower things. That were on the tables. Yeah, we need to put those back. They're in the um, the room by the kitchen. So try and find work to do, and if you can't find anything else, ask someone, and they'll tell you what to do. Okay. Hey, can you put this on for me real quick? I just want to tell you something. I'm going to let you guys in on the ground floor of this. I took a leap of faith. I took a very big leap of faith. Yesterday, I bit the bullet. 
I ordered the chairs. <laughs> Needless to say, we still don't have $1,500 that we need. But we are going to really pray and seek God on it. So honestly, I, yeah, I'm ordered them. So um, two to three months that they will be done. So by that time, we really have to have had tried to come up with $1,500. I'm just going to ask you all. I know we've really asked the adults to kind of give. Hasn't really uh, come forward. But you know what? Maybe you can, each of us, maybe we could try to, each one of us, try to get somebody to donate some money. Even if we could just buy one chair by asking somebody just, hey, would you be willing to give like a dollar to, for us to buy a chair for the youth? Or, and let's each of us try to get to be able to buy one chair. Each one of us that are here. Obviously, we're leaders. Leaders are called to a higher calling. So maybe each one of us can try to do that. I know I could go around and ask people. I could say, hey, you know, we're trying to buy chairs for our youth. Do you think you can give me a buck? And $45. We'll buy a chair. So anyway. Yes. And ask them. And you know what? It's just talking about what we're doing in our church. You could just tell them, say, you know what? We have 60 kids, about 60 kids every single week that come. And uh, we really need to purchase chairs. Just tell them. The more we talk about our church and what we're doing, and more people think about, hey, this, this isn't a church that's dead. And this is a generation of kids that really do love Jesus. So anyway, just wanted to let you know. So be praying because, like, that was very difficult for me. I ordered the chairs. Um, actually, I think he was gone. I don't even think he was gone a whole hour. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, we have, uh, we have most of the money, and I just have to come up with the rest before I have to pay them completely off when they're delivered. So anyway, God's good. He's going to come through. I know it. Say about me